I think a lot can be said about how our outer world and our inner world, our inner brain bowl world, they seem to kind of reflect each other, don't they? I think a lot could be said about that. Like maybe 10 to 15 minutes worth of a podcast episode. Let's find out. You are listening to ADHD Big Brother, the podcast for adults struggling with their ADHD and comorbid depression symptoms. Yeah. I'm your host, Russ Jones, author of Descending to the Top, believer that you can actually have a smile in your life despite this diagnosis. So let's make some sense out of this struggle. Let's learn some stuff. Let's laugh at some stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, here's some stuff. Podcast time. Hello to you. Hello. How do you do, neighbor? Thank you for having me over to your ear canals. I have an announcement to make. I'm going to go back to college. I'm going to get my bachelor's degree. An amazing opportunity has presented itself unto me, and so I'm grabbing on it. I'm grabbing on tight. I don't care how crazy it might sound. It's always been a regret of mine not not completing college because, you know, back then I didn't know I had ADHD. Back then I thought, I'm just not interested in anything, and I can't seem to suck it up. I'm pretty much a loser, and I, I mean, I'm acing all my acting classes. I do love to act, so I guess I have to move to Los Angeles. <laughs> Which was great, you know. That's it can be very lucrative. That was you. You get paid a lot of money to say things like, uh, "Now that's a pizza." So I enjoyed it at the time. But now I'm 47. I'm purpose driven to be of service, and I want more psychology. I want to know how your goddamn brains work. Why are you the way that you are? That's what I say to myself in the mirror every morning. Why? Why are you that? right now. It's fascinating to me. So, and then the cool thing is that uh, as a single dad with a job, I can get my degree remotely. I'm 100% uh, remote, y'all. So, this was not an option in the 1990s. What that means to ADHD Big Brother is uh, time is going to be tight. So, I'm going to still crank out the podcasts. That This is really important to me. Um, you guys are, you can help support the podcast if you like. I'll keep the buy me a coffee link up uh, going in the show notes area and that will be great. Help help me keep up with the software and the gear and the time and all that. But um, I'm going to be pulling out of offering any additional one-on-one work. So I'll pull that off the website and whatever. But if you really need the help, just email me. I'm more than happy to overshare an answer over email. Um, but I have to be pretty strict with my time and, you know, the balance with my kiddos. But yeah, I'm pretty stoked. I, and in case you're wondering, it's going to be a bachelor's in psychology with a general concentration because I like too many of the electives. So I want to be able to pick and choose. So that's me. How are you doing? You okay? Everything good? How's your inner world? Is it chaos? How's your outer world? Is it cluttery? Well, let me just ramble on a little bit about this, if you don't mind. Our outer world, I feel it's a pretty good reflection of our inner world. So I think of our ADHD mind, right? It's very chaotic, cluttered, messy, filled with urgent thoughts, swirling everywhere, everything to do. And no matter what thought we look at or we focus on, there's always another thought right around the corner reminding us, oh, no, 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 no. This other thing is more important. We need to be thinking about this other thing. And so it's no wonder that we will find solace in addictions because even though they, these addictions are not good for us, they're an escape from the immediate pain and they are reliable and there is a comfort in, esca- in escaping the chaos, right? The effects are immediate, even though you know the long-term effects are tragic, but we don't do long-term. They're, they're not addictions at first. That's the thing with ADHD. We're short-term people. We're right now people. So we're suckers for some good old-fashioned addictions. And now let's look at the physical world. 
Our living environment, it's chaotic, it's messy, there's shit everywhere. Everywhere we look, there's a thing we could put away or a reminder that there's chores to be done. And no matter what chore we start on, there's another chore right around the corner that's like, no, 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 do me. I'm, I'm more important than the other chore. So it's no wonder then that we also, we find solace in scrolling social media, our addictions, because there's something that we feel we, we have ownership on. At least this is the thing that I've chosen to do. This is the thing I'm doing and it's comfortable and it's escape from the chaos. This isn't meant to be an episode about addiction, but God, is is it any wonder why we are more prone to addictions? And the stat is we're three times as likely as a normie to uh, have an addiction. And in this magazine article that I read, and I'll I'll put it in the show notes, it's from Attitude Magazine, but it's, it was fascinating to me because it, it, because it makes sense. The 70% of the young adults with ADHD that were doing the drugs, they weren't doing them to get high. They were doing them to improve their mood or get better sleep or other things. But it wasn't like, yeah, let's get fucking wasted, man. Yeah, let's get high. It was to fix something. And I get that. And that was me as well. And, And that hurts me in my heart organ when I think about it. We're so screwed up that we're trying to do what we can to normalize and function. And those tools from our youth, they were so fantastically immediate. And now they're our long-term struggles. Those are our addictions. So if that's you, man, I feel for you. I've been there. I get it. But hey, if I can get on the other end of that, if I can get on the other end of addictions, I know you can too. Just really be cool with yourself. It's a process. And now I'm bound and determined to show you guys how you can improve the clutter inside your mind by simple things that you do to improve the visual clutter in your shithole apartment. You're going to clean your way to success. You're going to get out the rubber gloves and disinfectant spray, and you're going to wipe down your countertops and your attitude. And I can joke about this, I swear to God, because my apartment can be a shithole. So it's I can relate, guys. So I can totally joke about it, all right? Think of it like this. Uh, please, I'm sorry. I, just, I don't want to force you to think the way I tell you to. Just, uh, I encourage you, um, potentially think about possibly thinking like this. Do you ever get like a brand new notebook and you just think, wow, look at all these blank pages. There's nothing but possibilities. Like, what am I going to put in there? It's just, there's just nothing but hope, nothing but potential. It all feels good, right? Like maybe a little inspiring as though a new me is going to emerge. We'll take that same thought and apply it to like a clean living room. You know, where you walk in and it's just spotless. There's no clutter. There's no crumbs on the floor. There's no chewed up fingernail bits that you (laughs) spat into the floor. And I'm saying that because I've done that. I know that was me. And I'm so, I can't believe I shared that with you, but I just did. I can't edit it out, can I? Um, You know, and the coffee table's cleared off. Like you could literally sit down and enjoy it as a living room. Like no thoughts of things that need to be organized, moved, or put away, or cleaned. It's just a place to sit and relax. Wow, that feels good. So you take this inside your head. Your brain is this machine that never stops. It goes a million miles an hour. Everything's all over the place. Every thought that pops up is either a distraction or it's a scenario, right, that you get caught up in. Oh, I'm going to get into a fight with my spouse in my head or a coworker. I'm going to say this to them and I'm going to play out 30 different ways that that could go in my head. The adult ADHD brain, the one with decades of self-loathing, negative feedback, it's especially alive with also constantly trying to figure out how to not suck, how to get people to like us, how to get ourselves to like ourselves. It's a cluttered nightmare. 
I view our brain like like trying to figure out what to watch on Netflix. Everything looks good, but I'm not I'm not really up for anything. I'd like to watch an action movie, but nothing jumps out at me. But you know, or what about my list? My procured list. Things that I've said to myself I'm interested in watching. Why are none of them of interest to me right now? And then I realize 30 minutes has gone by and I'm I've chosen nothing to watch. I've done nothing, but I actually actually I do feel a little more like shit because I can't even pick a mother fledging show to watch and I've wasted my life. All right, we go. That's my metaphor. <laughs> that's, that's the metaphor for the ADHD brain. It's like a Netflix show paralysis of life. So how do we do this? How do we clear out the clutter in an ADHD brain that goes relentlessly? So imagining if the brain was like a living room, clean, it's inviting. God, that would be nice. But it still runs. The brain still runs a million miles an hour, you know, but that's okay. We can make efforts at inner cleanliness, quote unquote, by predetermining what we're going to do by setting timers. And so when our brain goes off, tells us what else is important, what else is urgent, and you know, we don't feel like doing this thing right now, we have ADHD tools at our disposal, these tools that combat that and they help us bring our attention back to what we were doing. By completing that predetermined task, using that set timer, and by knowing exactly what we're working on or what exactly what we've chosen to work on, we get a shot at that feeling, that completion of doing the thing that we said we were going to do. And when you do that over and over, that accomplishing the thing that you said you were going to do over time, that changes the inner self-loathing to more of an inner self uh, confidencing, <laughs> confidencing or an inner self-hopefulness thing feels good. It feels hopeful. And so in the day-to-day, here's a classic example because this is my life right now. I took my kids to their mom this morning. Uh, I have them during the week. She has them on the weekends right now. So my place is a mega dump ski. This is the weekend for me when I'm working on this podcast. My bedroom is a mess. My kitchen's a mess. My living room's a mess. And so me five years ago, looks at this and thinks I'm a slob. Uh, when is this ever going to end? I'm garbage. Why does it, why does it always get like this? I'm such a loser, blah, 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 blah. Nowadays, all this is to me right now, it's a few 15 minute work sessions done. It's Saturday. I'm leisurely working on the podcast episode, 45 minute work session on that. When the timer goes off, I'm setting a timer for 15 minutes and I'm cleaning. That's my God awful chore. I know who I am. I have ADHD. And at the end of the day, I don't have a routine right now for clothes and laundry. That's just because I haven't cared to make one. Of all the things on my plate to fix, where I put my laundry at the end of the day, it's it's pretty low. It's pretty much down there and then I don't really give a shit. But I know the hacks. If it needs to be done, it'll be done. But here's what I know about me. I know I have to set a timer. I know I have to pre-plan. I know I have to create the easy point of entry. And I know I have to make it easy. And I need to be motivating myself with music in my ear as a distraction. And then during, like a meditation, every time I find myself starting to clean another room or I pick up something to play with it, I remind myself I'm cleaning for the next 15 minutes. I bring my attention back to the task. So I just have to work on it for 15 minutes. And then I'm quitting. And so when I was writing this, I came up with this idea. I'm, I'm going to share the 15-minute result on a before and after uh, for you on my bedroom. And I know I've done this before. I'm sure it's on the website too, but here it is again. The link to the blog post will be in the show notes if you care to see what 15 minutes of half-assing a bedroom can look like. And here's a side note. I'm a huge proponent of half-assing. 
you know, don't do it at work out loud. Like, look at me. I'm not trying very hard. Don't do that. Don't brag about it because the normies aren't going to get it. But just know that you, between you and me, okay, let's lean in here. Just between you and me, half-assing something that you're focused on doing, even if it's a thing you don't like, but if it's that, that's what you're focusing on for the next big 15 minutes in, in your timer bubble, if you're half-assing in those conditions, you're actually whole-assing to a normie. You're a lot more capable than your self-loathing brain tells you. You know, just know that. I would encourage you to get comfortable with a sense of being cool with yourself about your effort. You know, so what if internally, oh, I know I could do better. I could do more. I'm not perfect. I could be perfect. Be cool with yourself. You know, the task blows. It sucks. So do what it takes to move it forward. Half-assing is so much better than no-assing. And that helps take the resistance and the animosity out of it. That, that's what, it, for me, it does. So when you guys look at my bedroom in the pictures, spoiler, I did get it all cleaned. And then some, I even started dusting. And like, who the hell dusts? Well, it turns out I do when I have extra time on the timer. Now, keep in mind, if I was just saying to myself, I'm going to clean my bedroom. That's just, that was a task. Clean your bedroom. And there's no timer. I would have just, quote unquote, picked up and then just, been done whenever it seemed like it was done. But because I dedicated 15 minutes to it and I actually finished cleaning the bedroom, I'm like, okay, I got more time now. What else? That's I'm dusting. All right. Well, let me grab one of my kid's crummy old socks and I'll wear it like a glove and start dusting. And so I dusted until the timer went off. Did I dust everything? No, I didn't. Half of the photos on my dresser right now are dusted and half of them aren't. I don't care. Hey, timer went off. I quit. You know, win's a win. So going back now to the analogy of our outer and our inner world matching up. Those of us with well-managed ADHD, our environment, it may still be chaotic. It may still be messy and get messy. Our ADHD brains, they're still going to swirl. They're still going to be chaotic. But it is in, it's in how we respond to ourselves. It's how we respond to our environment that is, it's one component in, in, uh, in recovering our sense of self-worth. On the one hand, it's like, oh, this room is so messy. I'm so, my life is so messy. Why, God, oh, boo. And then maybe another more effective approach is, ugh, this room is messy. Okay, tomorrow at 9 a.m., I'm going to predetermine a work session for 15 minutes and I'm going to clean it. Neither of those scenarios has us falling in love with the process of cleaning, but one is front-loaded with self-loathing and the other treats this as just a simple acknowledgement of a chore to do and a commitment to ourselves to do it. And that timer, that 15-minute timer, it's such a big deal. It's huge. It's a small package of manageable time to do a thing that sucks. And there's an end to it in 15 minutes. Let's just all acknowledge that we have a lot on our brain plate. We're working on managing a life in a normie world. We're trying to find our way to do the things that they want us to do their way. And we have to engage ourselves. We have to be our unique selves. We have to move past beating ourselves up about not being a normie or, or not being able to fit into the normie box. But instead we're like, okay, so this over here, this is the result I need to get. Okay, let me ask myself, what would I do or what can I do my way to get that same result? And that's where the excitement of this journey begins, right? That's where your uniqueness pops out. That's the beauty of you, dude. So let me just end this podcast. I'll, I'll give you a challenge. Go to the link in the show notes, take a peek at my before and afters, and then for the next five minutes, think about your own personal dumpy place, your shithole. And 
I know the day is going to continue. This podcast will be forgotten. So so do this really quick right now for five minutes. Think about your place right now. And what does that bring up when you consider cleaning it? Think to yourself, okay, when I, when I get home, I'm going to clean the second I walk into the room and I'm not going to stop until it's done. I'm going to clean the whole room. No timer, just going to go. Does that give you anxiety? Does it overwhelm you? Does it make you feel like hopelessness? Like it's too far gone. It's going to take too much time. I can't do it today. Just notice that feeling. Be curious about that feeling. Like what is behind that? Think of it like you're having a conversation with a friend and they're telling you these things. So you don't even have any judgment about it. You aren't judging them. You're like, oh, interesting. Oh, okay. So you feel like you've let your entire life go and it's too far gone. Okay. Interesting. Does your environment right now uh, sort of reflect your inner headspace? Then try this. Pick a time tomorrow when you have 15 minutes and schedule that. And I challenge you to predetermine that time. It's like it's an appointment. And then all you have to do is set a timer for 15 minutes and half-ass clean that room. And that's it. You don't have to finish. I actually, I encourage you to quit and then reward yourself. Like what makes you feel good? Because, you know, you let it sink in. I did the thing that I said I was going to do for 15 minutes and reward the hell out of yourself, but don't finish. Quit after 15 minutes of half-assing. There's so much more to this in terms of benefit, but you really have to, you, it's conceptually, it, it only goes so far. You really have to experience it to try it, then gain your own insights because they're going to directly relate to your life and your unique situation. And ultimately it feels so much better, you know, to learn about yourself and to try things that you discovered and realize that, holy shit, I know more about me and how I work. And that's where all the self-loathing, it starts to move back in the line. And then the self-confidence, it's got, you know, like a fast pass and it moves right up to the front. I hope that helps. Good luck to you guys. I dare you. I dare you to do the 15-minute challenge. And if you guys get crazy, you want to send me your before and afters to show me what you accomplished, uh, send them to Russ at ADHDBigBrother.com. I don't know if we get some, maybe I'll put a, like a... A testimonial daily together of like, hey, look at the timer testimonials. This is what we can do in 15 minutes. Oh, and be sure you guys to subscribe. Be alerted to new episodes because guess what? Next week, Dr. Jill Corvelli is coming back. We're doing the ADHD and sex episode. If you have any questions that you want me to ask her, uh, uh, the our appointment is next Thursday. So get your questions in before next Thursday. You can email them to me, Russ at ADHDBigBrother.com. I already have a bunch of questions for myself. So if you want to squeeze one in, get it over to me. Um, And that's it. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. If you do, please consider rating it, reviewing it, and sharing it with your friends. And uh, beyond that, I hope you have a fantastic week. Later. Later.